This is a special edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Shane Ray, your host. And what makes this one so special? We are setting in with the Hendrick Civic Theater as they rehearse their new play, Miracle on 34th Street. The play opens December 8th and runs through December 18th. Tickets are on sale, but right now you get to hear a little preview, if you will, of Miracle on 34th Street presented by the Hendrick Civic Theater. The cast members you are about to hear include Nick Campbell, who is playing Fred Gailey. Bob Jessen plays Chris Kringle. Kathleen Rydberg is Doris Walker. And Hannah Letcher plays the part of Little Susan Walker. The play is directed by Joan Kimbley, and the assistant director is Megan Jennings. Let's listen in now as they rehearse Miracle on 34th Street. I enjoyed our dinner very much. Thank you for inviting me. I thought the milk and cookies for dessert was an especially nice touch. And I like spending the evening with you and Susan. Mr. Kringle, could you speak to me in that language you spoke in the store the other day? Susan, I think Mr. Kringle is tired. Not at all. I'd love to talk to her. Susan, come here. Excuse me. I've got to call Miss Shellhammer. Do you have a lot of friends in the building, Susan? Yes, but I don't see them very much. The games they play are so childish. Today they were being animals. They asked me what kind of animal I wanted to be, but I didn't want to be an animal. It's so dumb. Why didn't you tell them you were a lion or a bear? Because I'm not a lion. I'm a girl. But the other children weren't animals either. They were just pretending. That's what makes the game so silly. Do you know what imagination is, Susan? That's when you see things that aren't really there. Yes, but it's more than that. Imagination is a place you can go. A very wonderful country. You've heard of nations like England, Russia, and Japan. Well, imagination is a place like that. And the wonderful thing about that country is once you get there, you can do anything you want. Not anything. For instance, how would you like to fly to Mars and be back by dinner time? Oh, that wouldn't be possible. Or be the Statue of Liberty in the morning and fly south of the flock of geese in the afternoon. It's very simple. Want to give it a try? Well, I guess I could try. Okay, let's start with something easy. How would you like to be a bird flying high in the sky? I wouldn't know how to do that, Mr. Kringle. Oh, sure you would. Spread your arms out. That's right. Wave them up and down like wings. Fine. Now tilt sideways and turn. Keep on flapping your wings. That's it. Now you are soaring like a bird. I did it, Mr. Kringle. That was fun. Now tell me. If you were to believe that I was really Santa Claus, what would you ask me to bring you for Christmas? Can you bring big presents? Well, since we are in the land of imagination, it could be any size. I want a real house for mother and me, and a real father to live in it with us. Whoa, you're right. That is a tall order indeed. Well, if you're really Santa, you can do it. And if you can't, then you're just a nice man with a white beard like mother said. Susan, not everyone always gets her wish. That doesn't mean there isn't a Santa Claus. Some children wish for things they can never use, like a real locomotive, for example. And little girls sometimes wish for a baby brother or sister, even though their parents wouldn't be able to care for them properly. Sometimes a person has to learn something, 
like how to love or how to behave before Santa can grant the wish. But I've wished for a father in a house for such a long time, Mr. Kringle. And the more you have wished for it, the more it will mean to you when it comes. If everyone got what he or she wanted right away, life wouldn't be half as much fun. So you see, Susan, there are a lot of reasons why a child's wish can't always come true. A father in a house is all I really want, not toys. Hi there, Susan. How's my favorite girl? I'm Fred Gailey. I live in the next apartment. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Gailey. I'm Chris Kringle. Yes, I know. Susan, it's time for bed. Oh, hi, Fred. Have you two met? Yes, we just introduced ourselves. Mr. Kringle, I found you a place to stay tonight. Oh, there's my phone. Please wait a minute. You're looking for a place to stay? No, I'm staying at the zoo. I've never met anyone who lived at the zoo before. <laughs> the zoo is no place to stay. Why don't you stay with me? I've got an extra bed in my apartment, and I could use some company. Well, thank you, Mr. Gailey. That's very kind of you. Susan, maybe you should go tell your mother that we have made an arrangement. I don't want her to have to worry about me. Okay, Mr. Kringle. I like the idea of your staying with Fred. He's my friend, and it's right next door. Good, Good night, night, Susan. I like the eye, too, Mr. Gailey. Call me Fred, please. All right, Fred. Staying so close by will give me more opportunity to work on Susan's Christmas gift. I'm really very fond of that little girl. I can see that. How about her mother? <sighs> I really like her. But I'm afraid she feels that being neighbors and babysitter with Susan is as close as she wants to get. Have you ever invited her out? I've tried. But Doris won't socialize since her divorce. She just concentrates on Susan and her career. I don't think she trusts love anymore. An old sad story, but it's one that maybe you and I can do something about, Fred. Oh yeah? How do we start? It's simple. Just keep showing your interest in her and be aware of her feelings. Above all, you must have faith in her. <sighs> I've tried all that. It hasn't done any good so far. Things will work out. I'll see to that. Mr. Kringle, Miss Shellhammer has a place for you to stay, and she lives right near the store, so you can get to work easily. Is that okay? I'll call a cab, and you can go right now. That's very thoughtful of her, but I've just accepted Mr. Gailey's offer to stay with him. Mr. Gailey? I see. I hope you don't mind. Well then, if you'll excuse me, I'll go get my things from the zoo. I'll be back soon. Wait, I'll get you a cab. Oh, don't bother. There will be one right outside. Thank you. I should tell you about him, Fred. I don't suppose you realize he's been diagnosed as suffering from delusions. Chris's doctor has asked me to keep an eye on him. He should not be left unsupervised. Aside from the fact that I think he's quite capable of handling himself, he'll only be next door. Between the two of us, we should have the situation covered. Well, that's not quite all. Oh? The Santa Claus bit. I don't want Susan influenced. I thought I had made that clear to you. I understand your concerns, Doris. But I like Chris. Why not try it out for a couple of days, and if the arrangement doesn't work, we'll find another place for him. In the meantime, I'll take responsibility for him. Trust me, Doris. Deal? 
Well, okay. Hi, is everything all right? Did Chris come back here? No, isn't he with you? When he didn't show up, I went to the zoo to find him. The man told me he had already been there to get his things and left over an hour ago. Oh, heavens. Fred, something's happened to him. It's all my fault. And after I told you, you could trust me. I don't want to blame you. I shouldn't have let him go get his things by himself. The important thing now is to find out if he's all right. I'd never forgive myself if something happened to him. I'm surprised. I didn't think you liked Chris. It's not a matter of like. I was hoping this was a sign that what he stands for was getting to you. No. But this is New York City, you know? Come on, Doris. Who's gonna mug Santa Claus? I'm calling the police. Look, Doris, if Chris can get here from the North Pole, then New York shouldn't be any problem for him. I'm serious, Fred. If he was alright, he would have called by now. He must know I'd be worried. Why, what's wrong, sweetheart? I dreamed that Mr. Kringle went away and there wasn't any more Christmas. Susan, you know that dreams aren't real. It was only a dream, Susan. Mr. Kringle will be fine and will never lose Christmas as long as we have each other. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know. I don't know what I would have done without you tonight, Fred. I don't think I've ever shown my appreciation for your friendship and the way that you care for Susan. Please forgive me for getting so upset with you. Thank you. Thank you for opening up to me. I... Thanks for recognizing that I'm right here with you. Oh, excuse me. I'll come back at a more convenient time. Chris, you're back. Where were you? We've been very worried. Just singing carols with some of my friends. I just came by to say goodnight. I'm so relieved. That my dream is true. Santa really did go away. But he came back because your mother cared about him. That's a nice thought anyway. Everything's all right now, Susan. Come on, I'll tuck you back in bed. Good night again, Susan. Did you enjoy my absence? What do you mean? Doris was nearly crazy with worry. Didn't it bring the two of you closer together? Well, yes, but... That's exactly what I hoped would happen. You old fox! You worried us on purpose! You ought to be ashamed of yourself! Not a bit. Now... Let me get out of here so you can finish putting her worries to rest. Here. It's the next door on the right. I'm really happy that you're staying with me, Chris. But I confess, I have an ulterior motive. Oh, what's that? I'm finally going to learn the answer to the question that has plagued the world for centuries. Does Santa sleep with his whiskers inside or outside the covers? (laughs) I always sleep with them out. Cold air makes him grow. Now I'll find my way. Thank you. Believe it or not, I'm glad he's staying at your place. I feel better knowing having him safe and near. I'm glad you're near too. Me too. 
And that's your sneak preview into the play itself, Miracle on 34th Street. But we're going to take the rest of our show and get to know the cast and directors so uh, you'll feel a little more familiar when you go see them at their play. Now we're all in the studio. I am here with uh, at least part of the cast of Miracle on 34th Street, put on by the Hendrick Civic Theater. And uh, as some of the scenes you've heard are uh, some of the characters that are well known. It comes around every Christmas. And I'm going to be talking with some of the cast right now. And we're going to start off with Nick Campbell. He plays the part of Fred Gailey. Nick, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I, I, this is my first community theater play I've ever been in. I did two shows in high school. Uh, I was background characters in both. I was the Mad Hatter in Shrek the Musical for my junior year. And I was the zombie butler Lurch for the Adams Family Musical my senior year. After that, after I graduated, I focused on my career as a plumber and pipe fitter with the local union. And now that I've become a journeyman, I finally have some time to pursue my own interests. You know, it's funny you mentioned that uh, you, the musical the Adams Family, because uh, we just heard you do a little bit of White Christmas. <laughs> did you have to sing as Lurch in the Adams Family? I did, actually. I sang... I, it was funny because I, uh, I was mostly a silent role for the entire part, just doing, like, grunts, you, you know, rang. like... And you know that... <laughs> yeah. And I did that little uh, growl thing he usually does, like... Oh. <laughs> but then, like, at the end... After, you know, the whole lessons learned, the moral of the stories accomplished, I sang, like, the closing song, started it off, and then everyone else joined in. And, like, the high school crowd, all the parents and my parents and all the teachers, they just went wild. And it was a whole lot of fun. And I just... I, that always just stuck with me after high school, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like one of those moments where you're really living in the moment, you know? And I just wanted to try to feel that again. In uh, media and entertainment, we call that being bitten by the bug. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got it, it sounds like. Now, uh, you're playing the part of Fred Gailey. Uh, I'm assuming you have seen the movie or at least an interpret one of the versions of Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, I've seen the uh, 1992 version. Yeah. But I'm, it's basic he's basically the same character. Yeah. Yeah, and so... Uh, you uh, adding a little bit of yourself in there when you do this? Uh, I try not to do that. I yeah. like, I try to, when I'm playing a part, I try to think, who is this person? Mm -hmm. Because it's not me. I'm, I'm not Nick. I'm so-and-so. Right. So I try to distance myself from the role. Okay. All right, now, uh, and you plan on doing more with the Hendrick Civic Theater? Yes. Uh, my job does keep me busy. So sure. I'm just doing this has been kind of a challenge because of driving and distance in the mornings, but I've been trying my best to make it work, so I think after this I'll take a little break, but I did see next summer they're going to do uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, mm -hmm. so I thought maybe I'll try out for a role there. Okay. Well, we'll be looking for you. Thanks for uh, 
thanks for talking with us. And thanks. I think you're going to nail this role. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And now we turn our attention to Bob Jess, and uh, he's been in here once before. Was it uh, 12 Angry Men? Was that what you were here no. for? Which one was it you were in here for before? Now you're taxing my brain. Um, <laughs> it's part of the, the requirements when you come in here. It was probably a Christmas show. It may have been Believe. Okay. may have been. And uh, you. so my point uh, for the listeners is that Bob's been in here. He's been a part of Hendrick Civic Theater for how long? Oh, I've been with Hendrick Civic Theater for 13 years. Okay. And you, of course, are playing the part of Santa. Is this uh, a new role for you? Um, kind of. Um, I've, I've, I've played Santa Claus before for, for our, our, the State Bank of Liston uh, and in their lobby. But other than that, uh, this is really the first time I'm playing Santa Claus. Now, do you like uh, playing such a magical character? It's interesting. It's challenging. Um, in my 33 years of, of uh, community theater, it's the first time I've uh, really had this type of role. Yeah. Enjoying it? I'm enjoying it immensely. Okay. Well, excellent. Now, we uh, now turn our attention to uh, Miss Doris Walker. Her name is uh, Kathleen Reidenberg. Rydberg, yes. Rydberg? I apologize. I'm reading my chicken scratch here. So, <laughs> Now, uh, how long uh, have you uh, been acting? I started acting in high school and really got into it then and just fell in love with theater. And I wasn't able to do any of that in college. But now that I've graduated and I'm uh, out with an adult job, <laughs> I'm... I wanted to get involved in community theater, so this is my first role as an adult. Okay, first role. How do you th how do you feel about it? Honestly, I was a little hesitant at first, um, but I've really enjoyed it, and I think it's going to be really fun uh, to portray Doris. Think so. All right. Well, that's good. And uh, judging by what we what I saw and the audience heard, the listeners heard, I think you're going to do great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And, of course, right next to her is uh, the, the shortest member of the cast, at least in the, in the studio here. It's Hannah. Uh, say your last name. Letcher. We'll say it in the microphone. Letcher. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and you play uh, the part of Susan Walker. Now, had you seen the movie or any of the movies? Yes, I've seen um the original. The original? Okay. Uh, did you like it? Yes, I did. Okay. And uh, is this, uh, my understanding, is this probably isn't your first time to do a play, is it? This is my 12th. 12th play. What was your first one? Do you remember? Matilda. Matilda. Excellent. Um, I have a few members of my family who are crazy over Matilda, so that's uh, good to know. Did you, what's been your favorite role so far? Probably this. This one? Mm -hmm. Like playing a part of Susan? Mm -hmm. What did you like about it most? I like um, I like being a daughter of someone. I don't know. Think but. so? Being the daughter of someone? Yeah. You've never been the daughter of anyone in a play, huh? Um, no. Wait. Well, no. Okay. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, yeah, wow, it's 12 behind you now. Do you think you're going to keep on acting? Yes, I want to be on Broadway when I grow up. Wow. Why wait till you grow up? Leave tonight. <laughs> That's what I would do. 
Oh, well, that's why you're over there and I'm in here. So that's uh, mm-hmm. you got your whole future ahead of you. All right. And are you excited about uh, opening night? Yes. I feel like a bunch of people are going to come to see this show. Well, I feel like they are, too. I think you're going to do great. Thanks for talking with us. Yes. Thank you for having me. And now we go behind the scenes with the director and assistant director. First, we'll talk with the director, Joan Kimbley. Joan, how are you? I'm great, thank you. All right. Uh, tell us a little bit about what got you involved with uh, the Hendrick Civic Theater. I first got involved with the Hendrick Civic Theater with my son. He was the one who wanted to act, and he also enjoyed doing all the backstage work and designing sets, and uh, and he's directed also for the community theater. So I've been involved since 1994. Oh, wow. Okay. So now uh, you have a count of how many plays you've been involved in? I have not because uh, I got involved with uh, Hendrix and I was also involved with um, the Merrimack Players out of Martinsville Arts Council. And um, when I went back to work full time several years ago, I kind of went with them more than Hendrix simply because there was a greater need down there at that time. They were trying to, uh, you know, expand their theater program. Mm -hmm. And so I was on their board and um, was with them for a long time and coming up to Hendrix and doing some shows with them from time to time also. So I was kind of splitting my time and um, I got off of their board and I've been, they kind of shut down during COVID and they've been very slow picking up. Whereas Hendrix got back busy much sooner. Yeah. Uh, Tell me, uh, were you involved in picking this particular play? I was not. um, It's a play that I'd love it, but I no. It was something that the board approached me and uh, asked me if I would come in and direct, and so, and I accepted because I love the show. Uh, It's always been one of my favorites yearly, (laughs) and so I was very happy to to come in and do it. You think you'll, uh, I mean, are you like ready and chomping at the bit for the next one? Um, no, I'll probably take a little bit of a break, you know. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really submitted anything for this next season. So I'll, um, I'm, I'm trying to concentrate on getting a bunch of my work done, so maybe I can retire someday. Okay. <laughs> well, good luck with that, I'll Thanks. tell you. Uh, I know lots of people who say, I'm going to retire someday, but uh-huh. uh, they never seem to make it happen. Yeah. Now, right across uh, the mic from you is Megan Jennings. She is the assistant director. Megan, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am dandy. Thank you for being in uh, talk with us tonight. Now, assistant director, what is the role of an assistant director? So basically, I am just the person that helps out Joan. I am her backup. I am her... uh, I I do the things that... uh, can be kind of tedious you know I like I have to uh, be on book during rehearsals I Mm -hmm. have to give everyone their lines and of course I do uh, I do a lot of character work with the actors and I try to get them really into uh, their characters and who that person is and all of that now if let's say Susan has the flu on opening night does that mean you have to step in and read her role you know I'm short enough (laughs) I think it would be believable it might be (laughs) Uh, and, then, of course, if she's late coming, you're the one who takes charge and keeps everybody in line. Yes. Saying, people, people. Yes. Put the hammer down. <laughs> there yeah. you, go. you look like a hammer carrier. I oh, think. yeah. <laughs> now, how long have you been involved with Hendrick Civic Theater? 
Oh, gosh. Um, I think the first show I did at HCT was when I was eight, I think. Uh, it was The Little Mermaid, and mm. I was in the ensemble, and I loved it. I got to wear a blue bodysuit, oh. so that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tried that once and just wore it to work one day, and everyone yeah. laughed, so I didn't wear it again. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's eleven years because I because <laughs> I just realized nobody knows how old I am. I'm nineteen, so that's eleven years. So, okay, yeah. long yeah. time. I can see uh, see where you would fit in as the role of Susan then. If uh, oh yeah okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you like being an assistant director? I think it's great. Uh, it's definitely uh, been really informative, like. Uh, I was recently in a show with HCT called Radium Girls earlier this year. And during that show, I kind of started thinking, I think I really want to try my hand at directing. And since then, and since doing this show, I've learned so much. Joan has been an incredible mentor to me, teaching me everything, all the things you wouldn't think about, like as an actor. Um, so yeah, she's been really great and it's been a really fun experience and I hope to maybe do it again sometime. Do it again. There you go. Just keep at it, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks to both of you for, uh, coming in and talking with us. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, there you have it. That's a little preview as well as getting to know the cast of Miracle on 34th Street, put on by the Hendrick Civic Theater. Once again, tickets are on sale now, and it opens December 8th and goes through December 18th. Don't wait to get your tickets. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks to the Hendrick Civic Theater for being here in the studio with me. I'm Shane Ray, and this has been a special edition of Central Indiana Today on WYRZ.